0: ESPN Radio 1300 at 92.5. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bracketology Spectacular, presented by Stable Duel. My name is Brad Taylor. You can hear my show, The Bottom Line, with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel now on Saturdays and Sunday mornings here at 9 o'clock here on ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to this special edition of The Bottom Line. If you've got bracket fever, you've come to the right place because for the next hour, we're going to dive deep in these brackets both from a handicapping perspective and if you're trying to beat Marge from accounting in your office pool. But joining us today to go over the brackets with us is a man who needs no introduction here in the Lexington area to any sports fan. He is the longtime columnist for the Lexington Herald-Leader. He's our good friend John Clay. John... Thank you so much for joining us on the Bracketology Spectacular.
1: Well, thank thanks for inviting me to the Bracketology Spectacular. Exactly. Although I'm one of those people who can't beat margin accounting, so well, you have to take that. that's my. Uh, well, why is it from accounting on this show? Yeah, you. Yeah, she must have turned you down. Yeah,
0: no, you're the best we could get. You're the only one <laughs> exactly. that agreed to to okay. coming in here. John Clay, before we get to the brackets, and that's why everybody's mm-hmm. listening. We got a few things to discuss Uh-oh. locally here. Okay. Now. Kentucky basketball. Yeah, On my show all year, I've killed these poor kids. And I'm sorry in advance, kind of, sort of. But I have one question about Kentucky basketball this season. What happened? <laughs> that's all I got. What happened?
1: That's the main question. Yeah, that's the question everybody's asking. Uh, well, you, I could sit here and say it was a combination of things. I could sit here and say, you know, COVID, not having the summer, not having the— preseason not having the gimme games early in the year to build chemistry and confidence and there's you know there's truth to all of that but I don't think that's the main thing the main thing is the the recruiting class was not as good as maybe John Calipari expected it to be not as good as some of the recruiting classes he's had in the past and uh, some of the players didn't play up to the hype and uh, my thing was I'm sure all that other stuff played a role in what happened. But at the end of the year, they were making the same mistakes they made early in the year. They couldn't finish games. They made too many turnovers. They were not a good shooting team. So therefore, you know, you have a bad season. Although, I mean... Kentucky, if you have a bad season, you go in a regular season without COVID. You go twenty and twelve, and you lose in the first or second round of the NCAA tournament. To go nine and sixteen at Kentucky, I don't care what the circumstances are. I mean, that's and I wrote about it. I mean, it's it's unthinkable that a Kentucky could go nine and sixteen in a season. Has Calipari lost it? I don't think Calipari's lost it. I mean, I think he's still, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach. His record speaks for itself. Didn't have a tournament last year, but they won the SEC by three games last year. The year before, they got to the Elite Eight, lost in the Elite Eight to Auburn. I do think the game is changing. I think the freshmen are not, as. uh, you know, this year people say, oh, you look at the team with experience. They're the ones that have done well because, you know, they've been able to survive COVID and the restrictions and so forth. But if you look at the past four or five years, the teams that have won the championship when you talk about villanova when you talk about the north carolina team a couple of years ago they're all veteran teams virginia last year they're all veteran teams so i think the worm is turning some and cal needs to adjust to it the big thing coming up is going to be transfers you're already seeing it to a large degree but it's going to explode this offseason you're already seeing it you know just yesterday When the transfer, all these reports of players going in the transfer portal are already. And when the NCAA finally, and they are going to do it, they're finally going to pass the rule, the one-time waiver, you're immediately eligible for one transfer during your college career. That's just going to make it even more so. And I think think it's going to shift where there's going to be a lot of emphasis on getting a really good transfer who's an impact player who can help your program more so than let's bring in four or five McDonald's All-Americans and that's how we're going to win.
0: You make a couple good points there. Adapt or die. You exactly. have to do that. And if you look at the last Final Four that was played, nineteen of the twenty starters in that final four were not freshmen. Yeah. So it's there was only one freshman in the start in that entire final four. So yes, experience is still a big key to winning in college basketball. The Dante Allen experience. <laughs> what happened there and did he just did calipari just scare every kentucky kid out of coming to kentucky <laughs> going forward because i look at a kid like reed Shepard. why would he want to come to lexington even with the legacy that he has why would he want to put his entire family through that what dante allen did this year
1: well you know that kind of works both ways i mean I, i'm old as you mentioned uh leading off the show i'm a long time columnist which you caught is, that cheap shot Yeah, you're not the first or the only one to say that what you say is that, that i'm old and i'm old enough to so no, this has happened before. Going back to the Richie Farmer days when Rick Patino, uh, Terry Miners at WHAS in Louisville uh, uh, made a whole routine out of uh, the Patino show where every call was, is Richie going to play tonight? Hey coach, is Richie going to play tonight? You, especially when you get these in-state heroes and people want to, not only they want to see him go to Kentucky, they want to see him play at Kentucky and do well. But sometimes it works against the coach. I can remember Josh Carrier who Tubby Smith recruited out of Western Kentucky and played Josh was kind of a little bit like Dante Allen and he was a really good shooter, but he maybe was not up to quite elite college level and other facets of the game, so he didn't play a whole lot. And Tubby caught some flack, not quite to the degree of Richie Farmer or even Dante Allen this year, but it was the same kind of scenario. Uh, the, the other thing I think people forget about with Dante, well, two things with Dante. He's just, he's a redshirt freshman. He didn't play last year. When you look at other players, Kentucky in-state players, Derek Willis, it took him a while to develop. Dominique Hawkins before they were really big contributors. And the other thing, the emphasis this team could not shoot, could not shoot a lick. Allen was the one guy who could shoot. So the fans, why is not he playing him when we, you know, we can't shoot? Why don't we play the guy who can shoot? So I think that kind of put more of an emphasis on it this year with Dante.
0: When I was a kid, Rex Chapman, Mm -hmm. he averaged 17.6 points a game in his career at Kentucky. It wasn't enough for Big Blue Nation. (laughs) The expectations for these Kentucky kids are also through the roof. So it's almost impossible for these kids to come in here and live up to those expectations. Right. So, yeah. We could talk about Kentucky all day. One more question about Kentucky. Do you know the inside <laughs> scoop? Who's coming back and who's leaving?
1: No, I don't know the inside scoop.
0: I, then why are you did, even here, Josh? I John wish Clay? I did.
1: You need to get Marge from accounting because she probably knows the inside scoop. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you would think uh, that Sar Olivier Sar will leave. I think there's a chance, good chance that Mince may come back. Davion Mintz may come back. Boston doesn't need to go, but he probably will. He, he needs to get in the weight room. He needs to spend his summer in the weight room because he just needs to get stronger. He's not strong strong enough to do some of the things he tried to do this year. Uh, Even though Terrence Clark, we didn't see much of him, he could probably come back and prove that he's healthy, but he probably won't. He'll probably go. I think it's more about those other guys if you can get some of those other guys to come back and and not have some of those leak out. That's what's hurt, hurt him in the past. There'll be two or three guys that you think, oh, he's not ready, no way he's going to go, and then they leave anyway. So we'll see what happens. But he's got to have some guys come back. He's got to have some carryover. He can't go through another year like this year where you only have one guy in Keon Brooks, and Keon didn't even play for half the season. You can't have that again. I have no doubt next November we'll be talking about a number
0: one recruiting class, <laughs> all these transfers coming in, and Kentucky will be ranked preseason top ten just like always. But will they live up to the expectations? That's for next year to decide. But let's go to some other things this year. Indiana just fired their coach. You got we any uh, inside info on that one? Or did you <laughs> um, put that, up some the, of that the, $10 million? Dollars?
1: No, I, I didn't put up any of the $10 million. Okay. I don't have any inside info. Some of the names that I've seen mentioned, I just can't see. I, let me ask you, how how good a job is Indiana? I saw where Doug Gottlieb said it's a top five job. It might have been a top five job at one time. I don't think it's a top five job now. Uh, we'll see. We'll see who they can get. I see Scott Drew's name like at the top list. If you're Scott Drew, do you really leave Baylor to go to Indiana? You got a really good thing going at Baylor. You're, I'm sure they, you're on a pedestal at Baylor because they never would have basketball before or uh, long before you got there. So, do you leave that situation? The other guy, Chris Beard. I could see maybe Chris Beard going there, but he's a Texas guy. I think he went to Texas Tech. You um, you know, out of, you know, Obviously, you're down there in football country, but he's done pretty well at Texas Tech. If I'm in Indiana, I throw the bank at Nate Oates, see if I could get Nate Oates. He's from Wisconsin. He coached high school basketball in Michigan. He plays the type of ball that people like to see, up-tempo, rely on the three, but I don't know. If you're Nate Oates, do you leave Alabama and go to Indiana? I don't know.
0: If I told you four months
1: ago, that Kentucky
0: and Louisville would not be in this tournament, and Rick Pitino would be in this tournament. What kind of odds would you have given
1: me? <laughs> You're the odds guy. You're well, I'm asking you. Guy. You're the big journalist. I You're the insider not, guy with not, the scoop over I here. I would not have bet that. No, especially with everything that Pitino went through this year with, uh, you know, with the COVID and all that stuff. But the the guy can coach. Do you say whatever you want to? And I've said plenty about him over the years and all the things that he's been involved with over the years. But he can flat out coach, and he's and as long as you can coach and you can win, somebody will hire you there's somebody out there that will hire you everybody's got a rick, price That's rick, right. and rick is rick has proven that now i mean i've even seen his name mentioned for the indiana job if you're rick patino do you leave if somebody offers you a job do you leave iona after a year rick's history would suggest that he will follow the money with ricky so, yes we'll see
0: mitch barnhart was uh chairman of the selection committee uh, the cheap shot artists on social media were saying things like, "Well, at least he didn't have to leave the room when they were talking about his school this year." Hardy har har. Yeah, thank you, social media. Do you think that he got pleasure in leaving Louisville out and <laughs> making them the number one uh, replacement team?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. I can't whether he got pleasure from that. I know it's it was sort just of a, a contra- little. Contra- <laughs> Controversial, you know. He went strictly by the book. uh You know, it's funny coming down to the end of the year. My colleague at the Earl Mark story kept saying Louisville. He didn't know if Louisville's going to get in. I'm like, oh, they're going to get in. They're they're going to get in. But then that terrible performance against Duke in the AC tournament. Then Georgetown pops up and wins the Big East. Oregon State pops up, wins the Pac-12. You start looking at Louisville's record a little more closely. So as the draw went on on Sunday nights, like, wow, if I'm Louisville, I'm a little worried. And it was like I, they got to that last bracket. I'm a lot worried and then they slid completely off the bubble into the first replacement team all right let's get into these brackets a little bit big picture 47 million people it's
0: estimated by the american gaming association will have money on this tournament and the wall street journal estimates 13.3 billion dollars of productivity is lost in america during march madness so if you think america is not into these brackets you're missing out uh the bubble in indianapolis You've been to these arenas for these first-round games. There's four games in a day, and you can always sense when the underdogs are kind of hanging with the big, uh, hot, top-seeded teams that uh, all the other team's fans will kind of gain momentum for that underdog team and kind of rally the troops. Do you see that happening this year? And do you think the dogs are maybe uh, are a little bit overvalued based on the fact they won't have as many fans to help them out in these close games?
1: that, that that's a good point because yes, I've seen that time and time again. Don't don't look so surprised when I said I said you. Well, made I don't a good I don't point. get many compliments from you, John
0: Clay. That's why I was shocked <laughs> when you said that's a good point.
1: Yeah, well, I was a little shocked myself, but anyway, yeah, no, I've seen it time and time again where a team, you know, a team is uh, is the underdog, and then they pick up the other, the fans from the other teams that are there uh, get behind them when they looks like they might upset because that's, yeah, I mean, that's the charm of the tournament is the uh, is the upsets. I think everybody loves the upsets till they get the final four, and then they want to see the the <laughs> they want to see the blue bloods or the or the uh, the traditional teams in the final four. So yeah, that's a good point. The the they may be a little bit uh, over. Value. But then, on the other hand, this is such a new experience. It's such a new deal playing in a bubble. Everybody playing basically at the same place in the same city. You don't know how they're going to react. How how are they going to react to that? Um, you know, who who has the advantage in that? I don't know. But I mean, during the year, I think it played out for the most part. That the home court advantage was not the same during the year because you didn't have the big crowds helping you on. I know Cal Perry mentioned that several times with Kentucky, which made me, a friend of mine said a uh, said you know maybe we should be paying the fans more instead of Cal Perry nine million dollars if we need the fans there to win. But uh, anyway, but no, I, it's but it bubble and everything it's commissioning to see how it plays out. But the yeah the underdogs may be overvalued. All right, that's John Clay. From the Lexington Herald-Leader, with
0: a little college basketball overview, when we come back, we are going to get into these brackets, enough silliness out of John Clay, we're going to go into every region, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about these games, but first, our brand new title sponsor here on the bottom line, Stable Duel, Stable Duel is a locally owned business here in Lexington, and the Stable Duel app is up and running in this March. They're offering a contest where basketball meets horse racing. So make sure to download their app today or check them out online, StableDuel.com. ESPN Radio, 1,392.5. The bottom line, Bracketology Spectacular, presented by StableDuel. Brad Taylor here, along with John Clay, the Lexington Herald leader. Enough of your silliness, John Clay. Let's get to these regions, the West region. I don't know why they have West and Midwest. I right. mean, they're all in the same place. Why do we have right. regions with uh, region names on it? <laughs> they're all in Indianapolis. Undefeated Gonzaga, looking to become the first team since 1976, Indiana, to uh, run the table this year. But they're only 12-12-2 and two against the spread. So if you bet on Gonzaga every day, every game, you lost money in the end. If I told you right now, Gonzaga versus the field, is that the way you'd look at it maybe? Gonzaga versus the field right now?
1: Uh... I don't know that I would quite go, I, you, I'd be, I mean, there's a tendency to do that since they're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team, as you mentioned, uh, That, but I think, I'm not sure Gonzaga's like heads and shoulders above everybody else going into the tournament, uh, but I th- I do think they're really good, don't get me wrong. Are you one of those people that believe that teams need to lose a game no. before the tournament? No, no, no. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not one of those. I don't think it. I don't think it hurts them necessarily. I don't think this year there'll be quite as much hype about. Oh, they're an undefeated team coming in because we haven't had a normal regular season. But I think there'd be more hype if they do win it all, and then they would say, "Wow, that's quite an accomplishment to do that." No matter what the season is since Indiana. But I don't think I don't look down on them that they didn't. I don't think it hurts them necessarily that they did not. Here's a stat game. for you. Uh-oh. Yeah, you're, you're, exactly. uh-oh, uh-oh, uh oh. Yeah. Exactly. Uh oh. Indeed. Oh, you're gonna make me. The back, last
0: team that came into the NCAA. Tournament. Tournament with a 10 or more game winning streak and won the national championship, UCLA 1995. There's your stat of the day, John Clay. Take that one to the desert Uh, and smoke it. Okay. I look at the two, three, and four seeds in this region Iowa, Kansas, Virginia. Gonzaga beat all three of those teams during the regular season by double digits so Gonzaga has the easiest draw you would think correct? Yeah
1: I do think they have the easiest draw because of what you just said and I'm not real high on uh, I'm not all that high on Iowa because I think Garza has a tendency to get into foul trouble they also rely too much I think on outside shooters although they played well in by far the toughest conference in the league so I'm not saying they're not a worthy number two seed but I don't really trust them in the tournament I don't trust Kansas at all they're missing one of their players who's not going to playing the first round game. Wilson uh, up and down. They do have the tournament experience, but we didn't have a tournament last year. So how much can you count on the tournament experience? I don't think Virginia is quite as good. And they're another team that's going through COVID issues. They had to drop out of the ACC tournament. I think this is a real chance that Gonzaga could play you know, uh, an upset-type team when they get to the regional final. So I do think they have the easiest path of all the four regions, number one seeds.
0: You mentioned Iowa. You look at the Big Ten Conference, Michigan, Illinois, both number one seeds, Ohio State's a two seed, Wisconsin's floating around, Purdue's floating around. If I said Big Ten versus the field, who would you take?
1: I would take the Big Ten.
0: Take the Big Ten. Yeah. Because you're getting about two to one in Vegas, a little less than that, maybe five to two, something like that. If you take the Big Ten versus the field, you'd say you'd take
1: the Big Ten. I would take the Big Ten even though I think uh, you know Michigan's got injury problems. Um uh, You know, Ohio State really came on at the end of the year, but you got to wonder how much did the Big Ten tournament take out of them? They had to play four games, play four tough games to get to the finals. One point game, they went overtime, I think, with Purdue. A one point game with Michigan, and then a really close contested game uh, for the finals against Illinois. But still, I think the easily the ACC was head and show. I mean, the Big Ten was head and shoulders above any other league this year. Just the quality of the play in that conference.
0: First round matchups in this region. Do you see any that stick out to you as ones that you may want to look at either if you were playing against a point spread or just straight up in your bracket pool?
1: Well, I mean, the one that other people, I'm not alone in this, that people talked about is UC Santa Barbara against Creighton. The five, Everybody loves to pick the upset in the 5-12 game. Uh, so that's almost become a cliche. But UC Santa Barbara is a good team. Creighton really kind of fell apart at the end of the year. They got waxed by Georgetown, not to mention the problem they had with their coach uh, where he got suspended for a time, but now he's back. Uh, McDermott, uh, I, I like UC Santa Barbara's chances in that first in the first game. There's something to the fact, the trendy underdog,
0: Mm -hmm. the one that everybody knows about. This line out in the desert, Santa Barbara is only a six point underdog. So it's like, well, shouldn't they be more than six? Well, you'd think so, but the public is all over Santa Barbara because talking heads like you have <laughs> all come out and said, Santa Barbara, that's the way to go. Well, now everybody's on Santa Barbara. So you're like, well, if everybody's on them, maybe I shouldn't be on them. That's the kind of attitude I look with at with this one. So any upsets in the first round other than Santa Barbara or any maybe point spread plays – and you would look at as teams to keep these games close.
1: I think Wichita State, Drake, whoever wins that game, has a real chance to knock off Southern Cal. I think both of those teams are quality teams, especially Drake. I think Drake got some uh, pub early in the year because they went so long being undefeated. But they're they're a good team out of a good conference that played well this year. Uh, Wichita State has been a good team. They lost to Cincinnati in the in the uh, tournament by, I think, one point. Uh, so they're a quality team. I think either one of those teams is certainly capable of knocking off Southern Cal in that Six eleven. Really? Anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you're going to go all the way out with that play-in game winner. You're going yeah. go to go yes, through yes. Southern Cal. Oh, yes. I couldn't disagree more on okay. that. Southern Cal is, yeah, they're not going to... Drake is going to win this game, the play-in uh-huh. game. And then that's lose. one of our... Oh, and they're going to get blown out by USC. But that's, <laughs> okay. that's we'll have a bucket of pride okay. on that one. We'll see. Our first round upsets and potential against the spread picks. These money, these play-in games, we love Norfolk <laughs> getting, getting three against App State and absolutely love Drake getting a point against Wichita. Slow pace dogs. That's what we look for in the first round of these tournaments. Teams that play very slow pace, 72 possessions or less. They hit 58% in these first-round games, and we also like to fade the public. Norfolk and Drake in these first play-in games, like Missouri, getting two against Oklahoma. They're also a slow-paced team, Missouri, a little bit slow-paced, and the public all on Oklahoma. Lon Kruger not nearly as good in this tournament as you think he is against the spread. He's got a losing record at Oklahoma, and our throw the spitball against the wall. We'll take Grand Canyon getting too many points, 15 against Iowa. You've got the slow-paced dog fading the public. Grand Canyon only allowed 56 in that conference championship game, and they're 15 and 5 against the spread this year. We'll take Grand Canyon, getting the points against Iowa. Regional final matchup and winner for this region, John Clay.
1: Uh, well, I, I think Gonzaga will uh, obviously make it to the final. I like or, and you, I'm sure you're going to shoot me down this. I like Oregon in that bottom bracket. Uh, they're a under-the-radar team. Dana Altman's a good coach. He's a good tournament coach. I think they've got a chance. To, I don't think they'll be. Like I said earlier, I don't like Iowa, uh, and I don't like uh, – Kansas in the bottom. So you're looking for another team in that bottom bracket. I know there is 7C, but I, I'm i picking Oregon to make it to the regional final.
0: Love Dana Altman. You never, He is the best coach in this tournament against the spread. 14-5-1 in his career at oh. uh, Oregon against the spread. So he always overpasses these expectations. But this year his defense just isn't good enough. They'll be lucky to win one game. The analytics say this first game's a toss-up, but the public loves Dana Altman, just like I do, because if I know it, Lord knows everybody else <laughs> knows it. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not with you on the Oregon, but a good pick with Altman. So there you go. Uh, we both like Gonzaga in that region. Let's go to the east, where Michigan is the number one seed. Your uh, thoughts on that region, uh, John Clay?
1: Uh. I like uh, well Michigan. I mean, I like Michigan all year, but I don't like them at the end of the year because of the injuries they've had, kind of turmoil they've had, the COVID stop towards the end of the year. Uh, so I'm not as high on Michigan as I would have been maybe a month ago. Uh, although I do think obviously uh, Howard's done a great job there. Uh, when you look at the rest of them, I was really high on Florida State, but then they were another team who didn't play very well at the end of the year. They looked terrible in the ACC tournament final when they turned it over 25 times against Georgia Tech. Yes, you, you're stopping me. I'm already. raising my hand. Yeah. Hand. I'm the kid in it class is. raising his hand. <laughs> I thought is this every- was a Zoom feature where you well, got to raise your hand to ask well, a question the question. Well, the thing is,
0: everybody loves Leonard Hamilton around here, and I get it. He used to coach in Kentucky, I understand. Right. But Cook how can. many times could he underachieve in this tournament and people still think he's a great coach with a great team? I'm sorry. It just hasn't <laughs> happened. It's not going to happen this year either. I'm sorry. Go back to what you were saying.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't I just... say I was picking them, but yeah, oh, okay. you got them in. But I, I like them earlier, and I do like I do like Florida State to make it to the Sweet 16 because they're a four seed, so that you know they should make it to the Sweet 16. Uh, but I like Alabama. I like Alabama in the region. I think they're playing well. Uh, the SEC, I think. Now I don't know about you. You you like to give the SEC down the road. I know in basketball, but I think they. <laughs> you look confused there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't believe you'd say such a thing, John Clay. Again with the cheap shots. I know this show is the cheap shot artist, you know, haven. But still, you don't have to do it to me. We're, we're okay. Uh, let's keep it to people outside okay. of this studio.
1: But I think the SEC was pretty good this year. I think uh, Ken Palm. I think I had him as the third best league. Uh, I, And Alabama won not only the regular season, but they won the tournament. I like Alabama, the way that they play. And, in fact, Alabama's the team I'm picking to uh, pick to come out of this region.
0: Well, with you saying that you love the SEC this year, I'm saying LSU is losing in the first round to St. Bonaventure. Both money line against the spread of that one. St. Bonnie's? They're the slow-paced dog, fade the public, and Ken Palm is on my side. He likes St. Bonaventure too. Hey, I'll put my arm around Ken Palm and we'll <laughs> we'll go with you against LSU in that one. Any other first-round upsets that you see maybe teams that will keep it closer than the experts
1: think in this region? Well, let, well, let me ask you something. When you mentioned Sam Bonaventure, I mean Sam Bonaventure were high in Kim Palm. I think they were fairly high in the net. Colgate was really high in the net. Oh, but then we'll you get look at but then you look at these seedings, and Sam Bonaventure's a nine seed. What's Colgate? Aren't they like a thirteen or yes. something like that? Well, so are they? What's that's the, Mitch what's, Barnhart? What's Why don't you go use, talk to him about what's it? i the not use one who you the NCAA net rankings. Are they even any better than what what was it they used to go by? The, the RPI. RBI? Yeah, oh, that's are archaic. They, they're not going by that. So anyway, you were
0: using back back in the day when you were playing Atari games. Uh, that's, right those RPI ratings, yeah, there's st- it's still the power fives against the little men yeah. in, the, in college yeah. basketball. And I will tell you this, Miss Barnhart disrespected LSU by giving them an eight seed. Yeah. That, that's yeah. not a deserved seed at all. That's why and LSU's not going to win this game. St. Bonaventure, that's my favorite pick in this region first round, uh, as well as any. Let's look at uh, anybody else in this region first round that you think might...
1: Uh, might pull an upset? Pull an upset. Or are vulnerable? Yes. Uh... No, no. I, th- I think Maryland will beat UConn. Although I don't have much of a difference. Oh, that really? 7-10. You okay. don't like. You don't. You. Oh, I'm you with you like on Maryland. I, oh, okay. I think
0: Maryland will. Uh, we've got him against the spread. Slow pace dog. Fade the public. Maryland plus three against UConn. One of our favorites. What about that play-in game? UCLA, Michigan State.
1: I think Michigan State will win
0: that game. Oh, bucket of pride. UCLA. <laughs> UCLA can win this game, and they might even beat BYU in the second round. We'll take you UCLA. Can't. Ken Palm's got UCLA, too, no, now in this one. We're going to fade the public. We're going to slow pace. Mick Cronin. Slow pace. He's going to milk that thing down. I'm telling you right now, John Clay. You're looking at me shaking <laughs> your head. UCLA is winning this game against Michigan State. I, I
1: can't trust UCLA. Can't trust UCLA. Why well, not? What not not, mean not against trust. Izzo. Izzo. Izzo doesn't exactly play running gun, although they do play faster than they used to play. I, no, I got to go with Michigan State. I got to go with Tom. Uh, I got to go with Izzo over Cronin in that game. What about what about what about, uh, about Iona? What about Ricky P against Alabama? Under. 147 total points in this game. Alabama, big high
0: flying. Yeah. Iona, you know, they try to high fly it. You don't think Patino's gonna make this game ugly oh, yeah. and try to make this game oh yeah. Under 147 <laughs> in this one. Fade the public. Everybody's on the over thinking this is gonna be Alabama run up and down. Patino is gonna muddy this <laughs> up. Just to the
1: point where it's going under. You know, and the funny thing about the ironic thing about this, Patino kind of made his name in 1987 when he took Providence to the Final Four. They beat Alabama, who was a number two seed, just like Alabama's number Louisville. two seed now. In Louisville. Yes. Wimp Sanderson was the Alabama coach. And they well, how did Providence do it? They played up-tempo, press, shot a ton of threes. What does Alabama do now? They play up-tempo, shoot a lot of threes. Nate Oates now is kind of like Patino was back then. He's the hot topic. He's the hot coach that everybody's talking about. Uh, that's it's kind of ironic how things happen over the Isn't years. Is it amazing? I don't. I, don't, I think Patino can flat out coach. He's one of those guys. He could take your guys and beat his guys, or vice versa. But I don't think he can beat. I don't think he's got the firepower. He's not on your Alabama. Christmas card list. But I would say this: I bet Nate Oates wasn't too thrilled when he looked at the, when he heard the bracket and was going up against Iona and going up against Patino in the first round.
0: Oh, well, I'm sure. But let's get back to you and Patino. You guys aren't <laughs> pals. I mean, I,
1: I thought. No, that... I mean, no, I mean, as the longtime columnist, as you mentioned earlier, no. <laughs> well, you going to drop that. Uh, no, Rick, a long time, Rick. You know, Rick can be charming when he wants to be, and he's, you know, he's had a long, a long, and uh, let's—I don't know how—star-crossed history uh, here in the state. And so he's forth, had his but-
0: fifteen seconds. I mean, fifteen <laughs> minutes of fame, if you know what I mean. Yes. Your thoughts but- on Texas, real quick.
1: Uh, I'm not a big, I'm not big on Texas. I think they could, you know, they're a type of team that they could get get on a run, win three or four games. I can't see them making it to the final four, but they're also the type of team get bounced in the first round. We'll take I'm it. not big on teams where their players are fighting during timeouts. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> it is Texas now, so you know anything happens in Texas, everything's legal down there. I like, like
1: shaka Smart better when he was you know bald than when he with the new. That's hair true. Beard.
0: He's he's unrecognizable. I, he's, <laughs> first it's like time you I know saw who's... him, I
1: thought, did Texas get a new coach? Who is this guy? <laughs>
0: We'll take Abilene Christian getting eight and a half in that game. Oh, really? uh, they played Texas Tech on the road, only lost by seven. They're a slow-paced dog. So our first round I uh, against the spread picks, St. Bonaventure over LSU. Uh, the John Clay special, again, he's shaking his head. We'll take <laughs> UCLA both straight up and against the spread against Michigan State. Abilene Christian getting eight and a half against Texas. Maryland getting three. John Clay's with me on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess UConn, and we'll go under Iowa and Alabama. Regional final matchup and winner for the East Region, John I got, Clay.
1: I got Alabama beating Florida State in the regional final because I love Coach Ham because he was here. He coached here. No.
0: Well, that's a great reason. I, I, I'm sure all the oddsmakers out in the desert I'm will not, take that into account. I mean?
1: think it'll be Florida State and Michigan in that Sweet 16 game, and I think Florida State will take them down. That's Livers what is
0: coming back for uh-huh. the second week, giving Michigan over Alabama to win that region. Okay. We'll bet a bucket of pride on that. <laughs> so there's two regions, ladies and gentlemen, and John Clay hasn't uh, gotten up and stormed out yet. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we'll look at the South and the Midwest regions, but first I am third. I am third works to carry out that belief through a commitment to serve the city of Lexington and surrounding counties through basketball, soccer, equine, Texas, and a variety of other sports camps and recreation activities. So call our good friend, Jeremy Hobbs to inquire about their sports spring programs I am third.org. ESPN Radio, 1300 and 92.5. The bottom line, Bracketology Spectacular, presented by Stable Duel. Brad Taylor here, along with John Clay, the Lexington Herald leader. We almost got in a fight, so we got to get to these brackets now, John Clay. The South region, Baylor, the number one seed in this one. Your random thoughts on just looking at this region as a whole.
1: You know, uh, when I looked at this region when it first came out, I thought, I'm going to pick Ohio State. Ohio State is my team. Uh, another one you talked about Hamilton earlier, Chris Holtman, who's from here, from Nicholasville, played at Jessamine County High School uh, back when it was there was just one high school in Jessamine County, uh, the head coach at Ohio State. Uh, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, I've liked Baylor all year. I know they did not finish well. Uh, COVID obviously had something to do with that. I'm going to contradict myself because I said Michigan was hurt by their COVID at the end of the year and injury, so I don't like Michigan. Baylor was hurt by their COVID pros at the end of the year, but I still like Baylor even though they lost a couple of games at the end of the year. Uh, so that's – I think, you know, this is also a region where I think you could see somebody pull an upset and pull out of this region. I think this is the most likely of the four where somebody – but still I, I still like Baylor.
0: My favorite region is this one as oh, far wow. as trying to pick upsets and pick games in this one. <laughs> I'm not as much on the Baylor bandwagon as you are. I look at that uh, Ohio State Oral Roberts, or as my friend calls it, Oral Bob. Uh, The Oral (laughs) Roberts game. Ohio State, uh, I like them going into this tournament. It's okay when you lose these conference tournaments. Uh, Ohio State might be my pick. We'll find out in just a second. Also, Villanova. They have... Walter down the stretch. They've had injuries. They've had bad things. One thing you don't want to do in this tournament, though, is bet against Jay Wright, especially the last few years. I think you're getting a lot of value with Jay with uh, Villanova and Jay Wright in this first-round game. Anything that maybe strikes your eye, maybe uh, point spread, because I look at this uh, Wisconsin-North Carolina game. Your thoughts on that one? And if they have, have a chance against Baylor in the second round.
1: Did you like Wisconsin against North Carolina? Oh, I love Wisconsin really? against North Carolina. I don't, I don't like Wisconsin against well, North Carolina. Well, there's another
0: bucket of pride for us. <laughs>
1: In fact, I, I, I like North Carolina. I think North Carolina's got a chance to make a run in this thing. I know that people are down on them and so forth. They're not as good as North Carolina in the past, but they played better down the stretch. Uh, they uh, now they lost to Florida State, I know, in the ACC tournament. But I kind of like North Carolina. I think they're get, they're starting to play their better their best basketball at the end of the years. I don't like Wisconsin in this game. I'm not a big on big on Wisconsin.
0: North Carolina one and a half point favorite in this game out in the desert. I'll take Wisconsin money line and spread in this That's one. Good because they're, they're, you talk about uh, slow-paced dog, they're a slow-paced dog in this one, and the public all over North Carolina, because they think the same thing you do. And I've seen Wisconsin, they come up a crapper in every big Big Ten game they've had this year. Any other games that uh, maybe strike your fancy in this first round here?
1: Well, you got Arkansas and Colgate. I said Colgate was 13 They were 14th seed. Uh, I like Arkansas. Uh, to me, Mus- what Musselman did it, Arkansas this year is going to be kind of the blueprint for teams in in the future. He got a lot of transfers, Justin Smith from Indiana, uh, Jalen Tay from Northern Kentucky, and mixed him with some good freshmen, especially with Moses Moody. Uh, I know people are big on Colgate because they were big and they were high in the net rankings and in Kempon, but I still like Arkansas to win that game. Uh, I don't like Florida against Virginia Tech. Florida's been up and down. I don't trust Florida in in this. Um, but as far as upset first round upsets go, um, I don't really one that necessarily sticks out to me. Uh I'm looking more like at, at the second rounds, but go ahead. Okay, who's your second round I upsets then? Well, I like like I said, I think North Carolina I don't think they'll beat Baylor, but I think they can give Baylor a heck of a game. game Chances
0: North Carolina makes a sweet sixteen.
1: Chances per- percent chance percent.
0: percent chance North Carolina makes a sweet sixteen.
1: Uh maybe thirty percent chance. Thirty.
0: Okay. Wow. I don't I think even think they the, have uh, I don't think they're
1: making it in the first, I round. first round. I like Texas Tech uh, <clears throat> to make it to the Sweet 16. I think they will win uh, uh, in their Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Arkansas. I think Texas Tech will beat Arkansas and make it to the Sweet 16 in that round. If you're looking for, I don't know that that's a major upset, but that's when I don't like Florida. I think Ohio State will beat Virginia Tech in the second round. Um, And the other one, I like Purdue. I see what you're saying about Villanova. I like Purdue, though. I think they played some pretty good basketball at the end of the year. I don't like – I'm not as high on Villanova as you are because of the injuries that they had going down the stretch.
0: I just think you're getting more value right now with Villanova because this is a 10, 11-point spread three weeks ago. Now – yeah, right. with two guys out, Villain this is a 6-point spread, but I love this region picking these first round games. We love Wisconsin getting a point and a half against North Carolina. As John Clay again <laughs> shakes his head, we got slow-paced dogs bait <laughs> the public. Villanova, we don't take we're only taking two favorites in the in the entire first round against the spread. We'll take Nova Giving up six against Winthrop, fade the public. And Ken Palm said it's going to be a big game anyway, but he doesn't count in injuries. But we'll still fade the public in that one. North Texas getting seven and a half against Purdue. They are a slow paced dog, and they only gave up 57 in their conference championship. Utah State, maybe the last team that made this tournament, quite possibly. They're getting five against Texas Tech. I'll take those five against your beloved uh, Red Raiders down there. And now you're really looking disgustedly be, at me.
1: They won't be Chris Beard. I'm no getting way. five, John no Clay. I'm getting five got, points. Texas Tech will be about more than five.
0: I mean, I'm. I'm going to write these down, and I want to know what bracket pool you're in because I want to enter this with you. Because I, you can just give me your entry fees now, and we'll just take care of it right now. <laughs> okay. You're you're turning red over there, John. Okay. Just uh, calm down on me. So yeah, we'll take Utah State getting. Why is this line only five then? If it's well, if Texas Tech is so much better, that's a five point line. I'm
1: just saying when you get in the tournament, if you look at the teams over the, over the year, and Texas Tech didn't play real well, real great down the stretch, uh, but I, I just think I've got my faith in Chris Beard.
0: Well, Utah State allowed 50 points their conference championship game. They're playing defense and they're slow paced. I love Colgate against Arkansas. We're going to fade the public in that one. We'll also take the under in that one because everybody loves the big totals, the big high flying Arkansas up and down the court. Colgate up and down the court. The public all over the over. We'll take under 162 and a half in that one. And loving Ohio State, uh, minus 16 against Oral Bob, as my friend puts it. <laughs> and we'll go under in that total because it's 156 and a half. Big totals in the NCAA tournament. You like to fade those. Regional final matchup and winner. For the South region, John Clay. i got
1: Baylor over Ohio State.
0: Baylor over Ohio State. I've got Ohio State over Baylor. Another bucket of pride. That's two out of three different so far. Let's move over to the Midwest region. Illinois, the number one seed in this one. John Clay, look at the uh, region here. Your first round upset specials in this region.
1: Uh, my first round, I think, uh, you know, and I picked Tennessee to win the uh, SEC tournament. They didn't win the SEC tournament, so I'm really down on Tennessee. I think Oregon State is a hot team. I think they've got a chance to knock off Tennessee because you never know what you're going to get with Tennessee. Some stretches, they look great. Other stretches, they look like they have no idea how to put the ball in the basket. And you don't know if they're going to have Fulkerson available. I don't think they are. I read where you, I think you underwent surgery yesterday uh, after getting knocked out in the first round by Omar Payne there the other day, the four Florida player so I like Oregon State to knock off Tennessee in that first game Um, the interesting game there the 8-9 Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech Um, everybody likes Loyola because of Loyola the way Loyola went to the final four a few years ago Porter Moser he might be the next coach of Minnesota Um, I'd but uh, Georgia Tech is an interesting team. You know, they, they play really good defense. You know, like I said, they forced 25 turnovers the other night. And Josh Pastner, he's just kind of a kooky coach. It's hard to know what you're going to get with Josh Pastner. He seems kind of, you know, with that face shield and everything, people like to make fun of him. But he's done a really good job with this team. Uh, as far as other upsets, um, I don't like Syracuse at all. I'm not even sure how they made it into the tournament. Morehead State. I don't think Morehead State will beat West Virginia, but I think they'll give West Virginia a lot of trouble, <clears throat> a lot of trouble in that first round game. So I'm not really picking them as an upset. My other upset, though, I am picking is Rutgers over Clemson. I don't like Clemson at all. Uh, Rutgers coach, who used to be at Stony Brook, they played UK in the, in the tournament a few years ago. He's done a heck of a job at Rutgers. I like them to win that game.
0: Morehead State getting twelve and a half in that game against West Virginia. If I said I'd give you twelve and a half in Morehead, would you take it?
1: Absolutely, I would. You take Moorhead. Morehead,
0: yes. Now, how could you call? Rutgers, an upset. It's not an upset out in the desert, John Clay. <laughs> it's ten versus seven. See, you're pulling a marge from accounting on us. You see, oh well, the ten seed is better than the seven seed. Well, the the odds makers out in the desert, they don't care what seeds are. They say Rutgers is favored to win this game. They so should what- be. Well, exactly. So talking heads like you come on shows like this and say, oh, Rutgers, there's your upset special. It's not an upset to some of us, John Clay, some of us who live in the real world, but some of us who
1: are like you, oh, look at this big upset I just picked. Well, not uh, not so much. I'm just going by the seedings. I'm going by Mitch Barnard's seedings. Well, <laughs> it's going to seven and a well, ten. Well, that's,
0: that's your first problem <laughs> to begin with right there. Yeah, I hate this region. I loved the south region uh, that we just went over, and but I hate this one.
1: What, what do you mean you hate it? You hate it from, the, from a gambler's
0: perspective? Yes, about it. I hate it from a gambler's perspective. But I will tell you this. When you see a double-digit seed favored in the first round, those teams win all the time. When you see a double-digit seed favored in the first round, it's happened 26 times in the last 15 years. Those teams have won 19 out of those 26 and covered 18 out of those 26. So it doesn't happen very often. Like this This year, it's only happened once. But you always want to take that team that's favored because the desert is telling you who the better team is, John Clay.
1: So you're taking West Virginia. You would You would give the points and take West Virginia.
0: No, we're talking Rutgers.
1: Oh, we're back we're, to Rutgers. We're, no, we're still on Rutgers. Was in West Virginia, a double digit favorite over Morehead. You told me. Yeah, but I'm talking about a double digit seed. Oh, oh double a digit double digit seed. seed. Follow oh. along, John Clay. Oh.
0: Do I have to just, like, hold your hand and walk you through these brackets the whole time?
1: Oh, Exactly. Okay. That's completely different. Yes, yeah. it
0: is completely different. <laughs> okay. All the, yes, I'm glad I'm not taking you to the desert this weekend. I don't think you might get lost on the strip somewhere, and only God knows what would happen to you there. Right. Bless your soul. Let's see. Okay, so any other first-round upsets you see in this uh, region? I hate this region as far as points. No,
1: pens. I don't see. Like, uh, who, I said Oregon State over Tennessee, and I said Rutgers over Clemson, but you're telling me that's not an upset. It's not like, an upset. So I guess Oregon State over Tennessee is my only upset in. By this the season. way, the
0: worst coach in this tournament against the spread, Rick Barnes, is that right? Seven and seventeen. It's in the yeah. last fifteen years against the spread. So if you're betting on Rick Barnes in the tournament, you're living under a bridge like the rest of us. Regional final matchup and winner for this region, John Clay.
1: Uh, I, well, I, my winner is Illinois. Uh, I I really like Illinois. I think they will come out of this region. Uh, my I can't remember who I had in the bottom. I think I had, I think I did have Houston making it to uh, making it to the uh final. Houston, you know they're an interesting team. Uh, they're yes, a slow they paced team. They're yes, a slow they pace team. Kelvin Sampson can coach. I don't know if they've got enough firepower. I don't think they can beat Illinois, but I think they're certainly capable of getting to the elite eight. Wrong again, John Clay. As the, of course,
0: Houston Cougars slam and Jamma. Akeem Olajuwon ain't walking through that door. Clyde Drexler ain't walking through that door. Yes. Guy V. Lewis ain't walking through that door, and that's all I can name from that team. But they're going to beat <laughs> Illinois and get to the Final Four for the first time since really? 1984.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, man, you couldn't be more wrong about that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's no need for cheap shots again, John Clay. Why, what
1: do you like about Houston?
0: Defense. They are top ten both in, in Ken Palm. They're top ten in offense, top ten in defense. Just like Illinois... But Mm -hmm. why should I go along with everybody else? You've got Illinois going to the Final Four. So does everybody else. They Mm -hmm. just won the Big Ten tournament. Everybody saw it. Toss-up game. Give me the team that fewer people are on. Fewer people are on Houston. Yes, Kelvin Sampson uh, may be a little uh, iffy on some things with the phone usage. (laughs) But that's legal now. So he's okay. Give us the Cougars. Houston going to the Final Four. So we have three out of four in the Final Four that are different. That's good. Coming up after the break, we will get the national championship picks from myself and John Clay. But first, we say it all the time, John Clay. You're going to have to listen to this one. In the okay. real world, fill in the blank. A okay. friend in need
1: is somebody to help. <laughs> is so, a friend indeed. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's I'll right. Try. That's right. So uh, let
0: me let me try this again. Fill in the blank, John Clay. A friend in need...
1: Is a friend indeed.
0: Very good. But here on the bottom line, a friend in need is a pest. (laughs) IPM Pest and Termite. Call them today. Our good friend Matt Schaefer. If you need to get rid of unwanted pests, just call our good friend Matt Schaefer. MyIPM.com. That's IPM Pest and Termite. Your neighborhood pest professional. MyIPM.com. ESPN Radio, 1300 and 92.5. The bottom line, Bracketology Spectacular. With Brad Taylor presented by Stable Duel, along with John Clay, the Lexington Herald Leader. John, how are you doing so far? We're down to the final four. Your face is red. You're breathing heavy. Do you need some water? We can get. I can get you some water if you need it.
1: I can see the finish line from yeah, here, so yeah. I think I'm okay. There's
0: a light at the end of the tunnel. Kind of like the, the COVID. The so there's the COVID. <laughs> that's there's a right. light at the end of the tunnel.
1: That's right. Okay, we've we, been cr- vaccinated. So yes, so you have.
0: That's good. Yes, I'm still working on that, but that's neither here nor there. So we're down to your final four. Your final four right now. Gonzaga. Versus Alabama, Baylor versus Illinois. Who do you have making the championship game?
1: I have Gonzaga and Illinois. In Gonzaga
0: facing Illinois, correct. two one-seeds
1: in the championship game. That's correct. That's why they're one-seeds, because they're going to meet in the championship game. That's that, correct. That's good. Yeah, that's Mitch Barnhart knew what he was doing. He made them well, 2 let <laughs> Let's seeds.
0: not get carried away. Now that, But you make a good point. When you're trying in these bracket pools, if you're going to get frisky, get frisky early in these right. bracket pools. You know, you take the upsets, don't try to outsmart the room, but you want to take the upsets early. But at the end, ride the chalk to the end. You've got two one seeds making it to making it to the end. Me, I have Gonzaga over Michigan in my uh, first semifinal and Houston oh, yeah. over Ohio State to make the national championship game in the second semifinal. You're in disbelief over there, John Clay. I am. Gonzaga versus Houston for the national championship. Are you okay? You're you're, you're shaking or are you all right there? No, no. Oh, well, I, no
1: I'm just I'm just a little surprised that you have such faith in Houston well Go it's ahead. not
0: it's the numbers it's, okay. they, they're teammates the some of us you know we don't put you know feelings into this we, right. don't uh, don't put emotion in your decision making chocolate it's team a versus team, team B, B in the blind resumes I could do that to the big blue nation and pull away team <laughs> a when they say oh we'll take team B oh well pull away the uh the pillars you got uh, Kentucky team a Tennessee team B oh well I'm going to chase team a well, that's flawed logic. That's not the Correct. way you should do this
1: thing. Right.
0: Okay, so your national championship, Gonzaga versus Illinois. Correct. You're so. And I've got Gonzaga in the national championship Correct. too against Houston. Who Correct. do you have?
1: No, I have Illinois beating Gonzaga in the finals. Really? Yes. <laughs> really. Why? Really? Because I like Illinois. The best team. They're undefeated. I, I like Illinois. I like a couple things about Illinois. One is. I, I think they played in the toughest conference. They've been through their battle tested, going through the ward. And I think they're the most most talented team. The other thing I like about Illinois is they. everybody talks about the bookends, the guards, uh, A.O. Dasumo, or have you pronounced his name? And then you have Kofi Coburn. So they do; those guys are really good. If you look in the finals of the uh, Big Ten tournament, they didn't play all that well. I think uh, Dasumo was like 5 of 17 from the field. But they have so many other weapons, Corbello, Williams, bejnavili or have you say his name the center who came in who comes in because coburn has a tendency to get into foul trouble that's why i like illinois i think illinois will win the whole thing and don't get me wrong i really like gonzaga i think gonzaga is a really good team but i i'm picking illinois to win this has been the what is this this is the year of the global pandemic this is the year of the mask Look at Io DeSumo wearing that Batman-like mask. He's, Of course he's going to win the whole thing. That's what I'm going on. You can take your Las Vegas numbers and all that data stuff. I'm going with Illinois.
0: Do you honestly think <laughs> that odds makers give one flip about a, one player in Illinois wearing a mask that looks like Batman? They
1: should. They well, should. that's
0: where you and I differ very much when trying to pick these brackets it's an undefeated season for the first time since 1976.
1: So you're picking Gonzaga to beat, yes, you, they to beat pre- your beloved Houston Cougars well, that you love so much?
0: I don't love the Houston Cougars. Okay. Kel- Kelvin Sampson is not exactly you know the most trustworthy guy in the world in these big games.
1: But <laughs> but, but why is, why is Gonzaga going to do it when so many other teams over the years couldn't do it? Be an well, undefeated team, go through the whole season undefeated.
0: Well, Kentucky couldn't do it. Is that That's what you're right. trying to say?
1: That's right. How can this Gonzaga do it when Kentucky, 38-0, Kentucky couldn't do it? Well, there's they a had lot of two teams. teams. Kentucky had two platoons, and well, they that's still their couldn't own do fault. it. And they had it one two, and
0: Calipari blew it at the end <laughs> with the, the twins taking crazy shots and three shot clock violations. <laughs> don't sit there and tell me they couldn't have won the championship. They had the Wisconsin <laughs> game one.
1: Well, they, you know, I don't know if anybody's mentioned this to you, but you know Devin Booker was sitting on the bench at the that end. That is of true.
0: <laughs> that is definitely true. And they brought in uh, Tyler Ulis at the very end too. And you got him in the game, and Devin Booker out of the game. Yeah.
1: No, I like Gonzaga. I just don't. I just. I would think the percentages in Las Vegas would tell you don't pick the team because it hasn't happened. That can that's undefeated going in the tournament and can run the table and win them all.
0: Gonzaga is the best team in every analytic you can find. Gonzaga was preseason number one in several of these preseason rankings and polls right. and whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed in terms of they faltered. They played. You can talk about the West Coast Conference all you want, yes, and then they it's didn't not play about
1: Not a very good conference.
0: Thank you, John Clay. That is that why you get paid over there at the Herald-Leader? Thank you so much. West Coast Conference, not very good. Breaking BYU, news from BYU, John Clay.
1: But BYU, they're not bad. Mark Pope, there's a guy Indiana should go after.
0: Uh-huh, and they're going to get beat by whoever wins that first game <laughs> against UCLA and Michigan State. We say it's UCLA. You okay. laughed at us. That's another story for another day. But Gonzaga will finish the job like Kentucky couldn't in 2015. <laughs> they have what it takes. Kentucky does not. Gonzaga your national champion, undefeated national champion. Put that in your pipe and smoke it out to the desert, John Clay. What do you think about that?
1: Do you think it helps Gonzaga that now they finally broke over the hump a couple of years ago and made it to the final game?
0: A little, but, I mean, all those guys are gone. Right. And they've been in this tournament for years. They've underachieved and underachieved. Mark Few has lost you money out in the desert. Uh Uh-huh. But we're going against all that this year because the numbers tell us Gonzaga is the best team. All of the everything that we have that we go by religiously <laughs> says Gonzaga is the best team. Is Houston the second best team? Eh, maybe not, but still we think Gonzaga is the best team to get us there.
1: Why are you shaking your head, Charlie? Because I'm going with the best team from the best conference, Illinois. I think Illinois will win because they're battle tested. Unlike the WCC, the whatever that whatever it's called. That's why I think Illinois will win. And who I is think Illinois' the best assistant talent. coach? Orlando, Antigua.
0: Yeah, your face lit up when I said that. That's now, right. And all it's of like a sudden.
1: He coached at Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Like they Coach, like Coach Ham and Mark Pope and all these other people I've mentioned.
0: Yeah, Antigua <laughs> co- recruited at Kentucky. Then he went somewhere down in Florida and got
1: South, busted for South illegal
0: Florida. recruiting. South and, Florida. South Florida.
1: Was, he had some tutor problems. Tutor there. problems. <laughs> Is that <laughs> He had some over, you know, some overly helpful tutors.
0: Overly helpful tutors. That's what you're going with, John Clay. John, and then mysteriously the somehow makes it to Illinois and all of a sudden now they're recruiting players. Now how does that work? Oh move? no, wait
1: a minute. But Brad Underwood, he was recruiting players before. He at Oklahoma State. He did a heck of a job at Stephen F. Austin. He's a good what's your tournament record say about uh, Brad he's Underwood. He's a very good coach. Yeah. I don't have it right in
0: front of me, but I mean he's a very good coach. You're asking me right. all these things, I have all these papers <laughs> and all these numbers here, and you ask me the one thing I don't have at the ready. But I'm just saying Saying, I'm, good, I'm good at that. Follow the, yes, you are. <laughs> follow the money. I'm just saying, our right, yeah. Mr. Antigua. Uh, things seem to follow him around. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. John Clay has Illinois over Gonzaga for the national championship. Myself, Brad Taylor, I have Gonzaga over Houston for the national championship. Any parting thoughts? Now that we've done the bracketology spectacular. For another
1: year, John Clay. Yes, I have a question for you. Okay. And it's a question about Vegas. The the guys (laughs) out Right up my alley. Okay. Okay. This has obviously been an odd year. You haven't had fans at most of the games or limited fans at the games. Is that going to – do you expect that there will be the same amount of money bet on this year's tournament? Are there as many people interested in this year's tournament as they would have been in a regular tournament? Or the fact that we didn't have a tournament last year, has that just made – more people interested in this tournament,
0: without question. Vegas is going to be lit up this weekend. Really, I can absolutely promise I'm you a, that. I'm
1: a little surprised by that, but
0: go ahead. Actually, and that's a great segue because I will be doing my show live this weekend from the Belterra Sports Book up in Southern Indiana. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's LM Communications. that wow. sent me to Belterra <laughs> to get the the vibe of the sports book up uh, you really know, on the fir- on the first uh, the second day of the first round of the NCAA tournament. Do you
1: get mileage for that?
0: Uh, well, they better. <laughs> throw me some stuff on the side i, I think okay. i got a, a mcdonald's buy one get one free coupon but that's neither here nor there okay. yeah but they are i, I will be there really? broadcasting live saturday at nine o'clock so make sure to listen okay. and I i'll will. You,
1: you will i will i'll tune in saturday you just told 9.
0: me before the show that you didn't even know i had a show that's not true. <laughs> we may I,
1: be. <laughs> I, I I will say I was surprised when you told me they're now giving you a Saturday show, but now that, I was say, not again, the Sunday. There's show. no need for cheap shots, John Clay. I would think, but back to my original. I I would think that maybe the enthusiasm wouldn't quite be the same. Oh, because it's was huge. A different, well, we didn't have a tournament last year, yeah, so you know, it's so
0: like it. I always said. If I if they didn't have a tournament this year, I was going to have to go to Gamblers Anonymous <laughs> because I wasn't betting enough. Not because I was betting too much. But yes, Vegas is going to be hopping. It's already hopping. It hopped last week for the conference tournament.
1: And when is when is when is Kentucky going to make it so that you don't have to drive to Indiana That's to do your That's a very good question. Indiana?
0: That's a very good question. Now, you're a newspaper guy. <laughs> don't you have any inside info on that? Uh,
1: I think it's coming one day, uh, but I don't what know day? when. That, well, I don't know. I don't know what day. This that year? day is going to come. Will it pass this year? I don't think it's going to pass this year. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> But no, I mean when you look at Tennessee, what the numbers that came out. You look at New, I guess New York is now. They're serious about they're going to get into it, right? And that whatever. Yes, I read. and I've, and the huge numbers that came out. Twenty six states out of New have Jersey, it legal right now. Yeah. So it's, it's why wouldn't Kentucky? why is Kentucky
0: sitting behind right. the times? Right. That's another story for another day. <laughs> John Clay, we thank you so much for joining us on our Bracketology Spectacular. Any parting words And tell us where we can uh, find you on social media and that uh, uh, with the Herald Leader over there. <laughs>
1: You can find me on the electric Twitter machine at John Clay IV. Uh, You can find me at Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. And uh, I have a podcast as well, the John Clay Podcast. Uh, Check that out as well. Although, you know, I I can't compete with the bottom line with Brad Taylor. But, you know, we give it a shot. So check that out as well. That's
0: the only thing I've agreed with you on the whole show. What you just said right there. You can't compete with the bottom line. John Clay is always my friend. Thank you very much for joining us. The Bracketology Spectacular here on The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, If you want to email our show, bottomlinelex at gmail.com, you can follow me on Twitter at bottomlinelex. And until the next time, as always, especially during this NCAA tournament, may the winners be yours.